Sometimes, it isn't the most sensational or emotionally charged events of a story that strike one most forcefully. Instead, it's often a relatively banal and mundane scene that somehow encapsulates all the turmoil and emotional angst of a saga of human struggle. Sometimes, a peripheral or incidental scene manages to convey the magnitude of an epic. This past weekend, like many people these past two weeks, I watched all ten episodes of the documentary Making a Murderer in the space of two days. Such a compressed viewing was overwhelming, both for the amount of information there was to take in and the emotional toil it took to even imagine the stress and mental anguish of the protagonists. It more than raised an eyebrow. It dropped my jaw. So unfathomable was the depth of the apparent corruption of justice and callousness on the part of law enforcement and court officials. That the criminal justice system in the United States is twisted and tainted is not news to me. I followed and analysed the details and machinations of several American criminal cases. But even if subconsciously, one always hopes that each outrageous case is a fluke and that the same heights, or should I say depths, of such tawdry, depraved, toxic corruption will not be encountered again. So my furrowed brow, dropped jaw and shaking head were not only for the appalling nature of what I heard and saw this weekend, but also for the horrified realisation, yet again, that there is indeed something rotten in the states of America, something that appears to have seeped into all corners of the criminal justice system, in all areas of the country, destroying the lives of people of all ages from all classes of society. The image that remains most strongly with me from Making a Murderer is one from the last few minutes of the documentary, we see nothing dramatic, nothing horrific, no tears, no violent emotions. What we're left with after ten hours of a sordid story of conniving, confabulation and gross injustice is the sight of an elderly couple walking, no, tottering across the road away from the camera, a man and wife, both slightly unstable on their feet, waddling away and chuckling as they exchange light-hearted comments. They've just parked the car with some amiable banter and are now trying to find the correct gate into the prison into which their son has recently been transferred. A prison, thankfully, much closer to their home. Their inquisitive and decisive demeanour and gentle good humour belie the decades of psychological torture to which they have been subjected. My eyebrow shoots up again but this time in amazement that they can be so calm, so unaggressively resilient in the face of such unmitigated, lifelong trauma. This scene left me stunned, stunned with sadness and even affection for this sweet, gentle couple chuckling and stoically marching on. We did it before, squawked Dolores Avery as they parked and Alan Avery chirped back. Well, we've got to do it again. Why not? squeaks Dolores. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not?